It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go! Jets win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it, Allen. Tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. Thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And it is time for the Jets Raiders post game report. The Jets losing in Las Vegas 16 12 to the Raiders. A disastrous performance in a million different ways. And so for that, we bring in our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, what's up, brother? It's frustrating to watch. Like, I don't have a rooting interest in the team, but. I, at certain points, it's like, how do you say the same thing over and over again? And it's, I mean, just on a number of levels, the the lack of points, the lack of offense, the lack of touchdowns. Um, you know, I feel bad for Jets fans. There are a lot of Jets fans who came out to Vegas. They've been around all weekend. Uh, I think it, it was cool. It had to be cool as a Jets fan to see all these people out here and you know, there's there's hope because you have these young stars on the roster, and then it's just the young stars are standing in the locker room with, with no way to answer these questions about how the same shit keeps happening. So, sorry, excuse the language. I don't know if you believe that out or not, but it's really that's what's happening. That's the mood in the locker room. That's again, I don't not my team. I don't root for them. My job to document it, but as someone who documents it, it's become it becomes frustrating. Um, it's not you know I don't that I don't enjoy my job. I love my job, but 
it becomes frustrating to try to find new ways to say, to explain the same thing over and over again. And at some point, something's got to change. And, but we'll get into it. But yeah, that's that's where it's at. That's in the locker room right now, and it's not a happy situation. And nor should it be. Uh, you got one side of the ball playing really well, one side of the ball unable to do anything, uh, and nobody with any real answers, including me. Andy, we're going to get into everything involving this team that happened on this day against the Raiders, but let's start with the fact that the penalties just doomed them. They had eight penalties for 83 yards. Seven of those penalties were on offense, and all seven of them were in terrible situations. Every single time the Jets got a drive going, it felt like a penalty drove them back, and that was more or less the biggest issue in this game. We'll get into everything else, but... The Jets were able to move the ball the entire game. They moved the ball up and down the field, but they could not punch the ball into the end zone. It's now been 36 straight drives without a touchdown for this offense. And the biggest part of the reason why tonight, without a doubt, was those penalties. Because the Jets would find themselves time and time again in spots where they could get into the end zone and they could not punch it in because they would self-destruct. We're going to get into the performances of all the offensive players. But before we do that, let's address the discipline here. There are other issues that the coaching staff has, including apparently not knowing when they should call a timeout and letting time tick off the clock, which we'll talk about later. But the discipline or lack thereof is inexcusable from this team, and it falls on the coaching staff. If you've ever played at a high level or coached, you know that when it's a constant problem, it falls on the coaching staff. Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett have needed to clean this up all season. They haven't done it. It's been a persistent problem, and it burned them in a big way tonight. In the first half, I think they committed five penalties, four were in offense. All of them were in Raiders territory. Threw in two more penalties on offense in that first drive, like early in the second half. Um, and then I think from there I lost track. But it was it was just, like you said, just especially in that first half, they they wiped a touchdown off the board. There's another touchdown wiped off the board. Zach Wilson stepped out of bounds on that run, but the penalties wiped one off the board, and then just kept putting them in in, in bad spots. I mean, it was you had four penalties on the first three drives, and they ended up with nine points when they probably should have had at the very minimum 17, and 17 wins the game. So it, it's at a certain point. You know, Sal said after the game, we know, we know we're know, we focusing on the penalties. It's a big issue. Like, are you going to bench somebody when they keep screwing up? In terms of penalty, like, you can say and put an emphasis on it in practice, but until there are consequences for committing these penalties, what are you doing to address it? So I put that on the head coach. Um, and it wasn't the only screw-up he had tonight. And, again, I've talked about how I feel about Robert Sal. I think he's figured out a very important part of this this NFL coaching thing, which is getting your players to believe that they can win. But at a certain point, when you're not paying attention to the details, it's not enough. It's not enough right now. And now you're risking with your young players, you know, building an identity that is of expecting to lose, expecting to make these mistakes that doom you because it's all they do. It's all they've been doing for the last, you know, three years under Robert Solid and long before that, you know, unfortunately. But you can't continue to do this and not expect there to be, you know, damage to, 
you know, what you're, the identity you're trying to build with this this young team that has all these impressionable stars and, and guys who are you know exactly what you want, guys who are not what Jamal Adams is, guys who take accountability almost always for their own mistakes and look at themselves first before they start blaming the other side of the ball or elsewhere. There are examples of, of Jets players doing that all all night tonight, like looking to the defense trying to, to, to hold them without a score. Uh, which is an un- impossible ask. And, you know, Garrett Wilson clearly you know, has had some issues in terms of blaming other people, but, but looking at himself and the drops that he has and, and the frustration that, that he's not doing enough to make it better, this all stems from just squandering these opportunities because if they, they don't squander these opportunities and make things a little better, you know, they take care of business in this game without a problem, but they squandered those opportunities. Now they've got to sit and, and look at the tough questions. Um, and they're, they're putting themselves in this like really dangerous position where, you know, they, they like to talk about how all the bad things that happened to the Jets, those are in the past. It has nothing to do with this new group. But now this new group has built, you know, a, a legacy that's becoming frustrating with the six straight losses at the end of last year. And now going through how many games already have they lost this year that they should have won and getting very lucky in another one that they know they should have lost but won against the Giants. And it's starting to add up to what everybody hates to say, but but if what the Jets are is the same old Jets type, type stuff. This is how it perpetuates and continues on. Is when you play games like you play night in Las Vegas against the Raiders and you should have beat them, and you threw those chances away, and then you do nothing about it. So, at a certain point, are they going to do anything about it? We'll see. But yeah, that that far and away is the biggest issue this team is facing right now is these self-inflicted errors and finding different ways to do it. That's they're finding ways to lose, and they've been doing it since last year. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Andy, the Jets are simply a field goal offense in a touchdown league. The penalties were the biggest reason why they weren't able to get into the end zone tonight. People have been pointing fingers at Zach Wilson all season. I've maintained that for the most part, he's been fine for a backup. And I thought tonight, for the most part, he played fairly well. I know that he had that interception towards the end of the game, and that one was on him. But I will also say that Alan Lazard clearly ran a lazy route. He should have come back for the ball. Spillane made a really good play on it, but Alan Lazard needed to do a better job in that situation. And if you want to hear a really good explanation about all of that, go listen to Bart Scott. He was on the post game on SNY. The clip is circulating online as well, but he talked about it. And as a former inside linebacker, he understood exactly what was going on there. Wilson's final stat line, by the way, 23 of 39, 263, and the one interception. Again, do not think he was the problem here tonight. And he made some really nice throws, too. Even at a drop by the aforementioned Garrett Wilson, who otherwise played pretty well. Brees Hall was not nearly as involved as he probably should have been. Part of the problem is that the Jets could not run the ball. Ironically, Dalvin Cook did pretty well, but Hall ran 13 times for 28 yards. He was effective when used in the passing game, but not used nearly enough. And I know Robert Sala was asked about that after the game. I'll let you get into that, Andy. The offensive line tonight, they had their miscues. Wilson wasn't under pressure as much as he had been in some of these other games. There's still a work in progress. But overall, Andy, what the story has been the entire season has been what we saw tonight. The offense just not good enough. We could go through all the various different reasons tonight. The biggest reason by far, of course, was the penalties. We'll say it was nice to see Xavier Gibson out there and making plays. He had that one catch for 24 yards in the first down. He had another one that would have been a first down, but of course was negated for a penalty. Hopefully more of him and less of Alan Lazard, who again was a big problem tonight. It's hard to blame Zach Wilson for what's happened this year, just in terms of it's pretty obvious after last season what Zach Wilson is. Uh, the fact that the Jets are relying on him at this point is absurdity and malpractice by the organization to make him the sole backup plan for Aaron Rodgers and, and basically have a play caller who was tied to Aaron Rodgers, needed Aaron Rodgers to be successful, and then you have Zach Wilson as your only option. Like Zach Wilson isn't capable of overcoming any mistakes or problems that the offense makes. Um, he's actually, I think, done quite well, all things considered, for what he is and, and the situation he's been in. And it's just not a situation he should be in where the Jets need him to make plays for them to win games. He's not capable of doing it. So in, in some ways, it's all his fault. And in other ways, it's not his fault at all because he shouldn't have been asked to do this based on what we've already seen from him. It's not like he's suddenly going to become this great quarterback overnight because Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers breathed on him, which is basically what the Jets expected to happen. So that's how I feel about, about Zach Wilson. Um, I don't think everything's his fault, but in a way, 
you know, uh, it, it's hard as an offense, you know, to function with a quarterback who isn't capable of overcoming any mistakes. So, um, yeah, and, and then you want to look at the play calling tonight. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of examples of of strange play calls, but I think there was a point where Garrett Wilson was, was hurting, you know, with his right arm, and then that Shets asked him to throw a pass. So um, I, I don't get that one, but it didn't go well. And, and then they, they did some nice things where they took some shots, but like it's just overall they don't find the matchups. They don't. The, the tendencies are too predictable. I mean, part of the reason that Brees Hall struggles to run the ball because everybody knows Brees Hall is getting the ball when he's in there in first or second down almost every time. And they also don't put him out there on third down. They put in Michael Carter, which is like, hello, we're passing the ball now. So the predictability of the offense, that's just one of the many examples of it. And, and yeah, that that did help Dalvin Cook, I think. Uh, they, they probably thought he was more of a decoy when he was out there tonight and, and there was some more unpredictability when he was in the game, but I think the play calling has just been bad and, and it hasn't been adjusted well enough, you know, to what the jets are right now without Zach, without Aaron Rodgers. It hasn't really been able to figure it out and it, it's been bad. And, and that's, that's a huge problem. And I thought, yeah, overall the offensive line protected pretty well. They still have some issues in the run game, um, but you're just not getting, the, the matchups, you're not getting the coaching staff putting this this team in a position to to excel with what they've got. And they it's not like they have nothing, man. They have Reese Hall and, and Garrett Wilson and, and to go hundred and sixty six plus minutes without a touchdown, like you said, thirty seven drives or thirty six, whatever it's up to now, that's not acceptable and, and with the players they have on the field uh, and the weapons they have, there's really no one to blame but but the coaching staff at that point for not finding a way into the end zone. And let's not just pretend, by the way, like it's the the 35 drives and, and you know the almost three games since the Giants game. They have scored a touchdown that was almost the same drive. They haven't done it since October 1st. I mean, it's it, it's all been one play touchdown drives. It, the touchdowns they scored before this game, so. Uh, it, it's it's not just this latest stretch. It's worse. It feels like they haven't scored a touchdown that wasn't a product of luck since the beginning of October, and that is unacceptable. We have Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson on the field uh, for all of those games. Andy, let's talk about the ending of this game before we get to the defense. Zach Wilson, of course, winds up throwing a Hail Mary that, strangely enough, looked like it was headed for Garrett Wilson's hands, but got deflected by his own teammate, Tyler Conklin, another heartbreaker. This is the way that the New England game ended, where the ball went off the hands of Randall Cobb. But the coaching here was beyond suspect. The Jets were able to get a completion down to about midfield. And I should say even before that, Tyler Conklin caught a pass and then proceeded to fight with the defender for extra yards. Under normal circumstances, that's fine. But the Jets were pressed for time. He really needed to go down there. Again, a lot of that comes back to coaching and certainly the fact that Robert Sala waited a good eight seconds to get that timeout called. There should have been at least 20 seconds on the clock at the end there when they got the completion at about midfield. Instead, the clock ticked down to 13 seconds and the Jets basically had to settle 
for what amounted to a Hail Mary at the end of the game. If they'd had more time, who knows, things could have been a little bit different. To me, that was inexcusable. I know that after the game, Robert Sala claimed he was trying to call timeout. You've got to be proactive there. Even before the play, you've got to be in the official's ear getting ready to call the timeout and having them know that the timeout is coming if a completion comes in the middle of the field. This is not the first time this has happened with Robert Sala. Probably won't be the last time, and it's infuriating. Like you said, he has one part of the job figured out, getting people to buy in to what he's selling, but so many of the other parts of the job, including time management and in-game decisions like that, have eluded him for three years. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been able to go back and review it entirely, but with my memory, I think, yeah, it was about seven or eight seconds. There should have been, I think there ended up being 12 left. It's just inexcusable. Like, and I saw was yelling at the refs, but what, I mean, he needs to be standing next to the ref or have his quarterback know exactly what the situation is and not be reacting to it as it's happening. So that's, again, there's no one to blame but him. Not the first time he screwed up at the end of the game. It happened against the Lions last year. I can't remember the details. But they, they used their timeouts incorrectly. There's been other circumstances that, you know, they've rebounded from. Like the screw up at the end of the first half against the Broncos game. I'll give the coaching staff credit. You know, if it had happened again at, at the end of the game against the Giants, they, you you just torch them. But it didn't. They learned from it. So I'm sure he'll learn from this. But it doesn't. You shouldn't have to have this happen in year three to learn from it. So would it have made a difference? Like the Jets would have got another Hail Mary or two out of it. Maybe they get another 15 yards and aren't throwing such a desperation situation. It's hard to, you know, go crazy when they can't score a touchdown anyway. But yeah, the the fact that Wilson made a hell of a play to get himself free at the end there puts himself, puts Let's throw down there where two Jets could have had it, and hard to really blame anybody for that in that situation. Uh, Conklin, Garrett Wilson, both trying to make a play. Just you know, when you when you put yourself in a situation where you have to rely on you know everything going right, sometimes it does against like it did against the Giants. And then most of the time, you're going to get what you got to got tonight. And Garrett Wilson said it weeks ago after the win over the Giants like we can't keep putting ourselves in this position because most of the time it's not going to work out well and here they are. Andy I will say the defense overall was very good but in the second half they absolutely got gashed by Josh Jacobs there were a couple of times where Jacobs just straight up overpowered them he finished the game 27 for 116 an average of 4.3 yards per carry we know about the Michael Mayer touchdown it was the only touchdown of the game Overall, Aiden O'Connell, nothing special. 16 of 27, 153 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Jordan Whitehead got the interception. They, of course, forced the fumble in the fourth quarter as well. But this is a team that has been vulnerable on the ground, and that was their vulnerability again tonight, and it cost them big time. Overall, like I said, I thought they played fairly well, but they needed to be better against the run in that fourth quarter. And some people will say, well, you can't really fault them. They were on the field the whole time. No, they weren't. The time of possession was just about even. The defense has played well all season. I thought they were pretty good tonight, but ultimately they needed to be better against the run, especially, I hate to say it, to make up for an offense that couldn't get in the end zone, and they weren't able to do that. Can't kill them when they only give up 16 points on the road, so I'm not trying to trash the defense, but I do think that at a certain point they've got to figure out how 
to stop some of these running backs because that has been a vulnerability. Devontae Adams, six catches, 86 yards. There was that one big play early in the game. But overall, I thought the Jets did a pretty good job against him. As far as the passing game goes, Devontae Adams really the only weapon other than that one touchdown to Michael Mayer. So overall, good performance by the Jets defense. But this is not going to be up there with their best defensive performances like some of the other ones earlier in the season. I just have a hard time crushing the defense when they give up 16 points. And it, the way that touchdown pass played out, again, you're right. They did get cash. They did open the, the book for that to happen. But it's just hard to, to ball the defense when the opportunities were there where that shouldn't they should be allowed to screw up every once in a while. They should be allowed to have rough drive. I think there's something to be said about the fact that they know that they can't screw up. And, and that puts pressure on you and it allows things to snowball and doesn't make an excuse for it, especially with the talent they have and everything we've seen from them. But it does you know, make it understandable in a way when you see these uncharacteristic things happen late in games and you know, most of the time, the defense has an uncharacteristic blip like that. We're not going to talk about it if the offense, you know, holds up their end of the bargain, which which in most cases the NFL, most teams would have, given the situation the Jets were in tonight, they would have scored more than the Raiders did. But we don't watch a team that, that does that and, and covers up any mistakes. So every mistake the defense makes, uh, is going to be magnified and and yeah they weren't they weren't good enough as it turned out at the, in the end to to get the job done but I just it really does feel hard to put it on them uh, when they played pretty well and and did a good job but yeah like you said they could have been better against the run I just have a hard, like I said I have a hard time seriously blaming them for this but um, yeah they have made a habit of of giving up. Um, you know, touchdowns late in games like this and in frustrated games like this. So it did come back to bite them tonight. Yeah, Andy, no question. Can't put this one on the defense in any way, shape, or form. But as I said, they have been vulnerable to the run. They got gashed, and that's something that definitely needs to be fixed, especially since, as you said, there's really no margin for error with the way the offense is performing. It's unfortunate, but that's the truth. And I think the defensive players are starting to realize that and get frustrated. We certainly heard that from Sauce Gardner in the locker room after the game. Some interesting comments from the players and, of course, head coach Robert Sala. Tell us a little bit about what you heard inside the locker room after the game. And is there anything we need to know from an injury standpoint? The mood in the locker room was not good, but it's just kind of weird. There's like this weird acceptance almost, I feel like, on one half of the locker room where they're like, what else could we do? And but they're, they're not also treating, like Sauce said, you know, we're being coached and we want to be coached as if, you know, if you don't, can't let them score, they can't win. And he, and he's right about that. And, and that's how, that's absurd that this team, that this defense feels that that's a standard they have to be, not just because they want that the best that they can be, but because like literally if they want to win games, they know that's what the standard has to be. And that's an absurd standard to set. Um, or to feel like you have to achieve to, to be able to win because no no one is perfect at anything that they do. So you're, 
you're never going to reach that standard, but that's where they're at. And, and I think like ultimately what sauce was saying that that should turn some heads is that he's not surprised that they're at four and five because they're not playing complimentary football. And everyone in the locker room knows that's screw Brees Hall. One of the first things he said tonight was, I feel like you know, I've been saying the same thing since week one and that we've been shooting the, the, the offense has been shooting the defense in the foot since week one. And, that's everybody has kind of come to accept that Garrett Wilson, you know, the, the headline was that he said, I'm tired of this, but he also said it in the context of like, we're doing everything we can to get better. It's frustrating. And I'm frustrated. I'm trying to get better. And everybody's trying to get better. And it's not like a, a giving up on it. It's just like they, they're tired of giving the same answer. They're tired of losing. These guys aren't used to losing. They're, they don't come from losing programs. And, and now they're here and, and they're dealing with the losses and, you know, basically, players, I think the message here is that they're doing everything they can. Um, and it's not enough. And there's frustration setting in. And that means they need their leaders to get, to give them something better, to give them something more. Well, there's a lot of talk about, you know, a players-only meeting, potential players-only meeting. If it happens, it, it seems like one could happen. And I think the message needs to be to the coaching staff that it needs to be better than what it is and what they've gotten. And Robert Sala, um, to be honest with you, I, I got in there a little late today and I've just had the chance to review his comments and his answers in terms of, you know, the end of the game and, and the penalties to me just isn't enough. Like the fact that you said that they've made the penalties an emphasis uh, clearly, that's not working. So you got to do more, and and wanting a timeout at the end of the game isn't isn't good enough. Um, you know, uh, uh, they've got to fix the play calling too. So there, there's a, there's a lot of factors there. Uh, a frustrated locker room, a lot of stuff, and then Zach Wilson also summed it up well, like about the penalties. Seems like every time we got a big play, it was called back, and, and I'm sure every Jets fan who was in the building tonight felt the same way, and that's not acceptable. So. A lot of questions, not a lot of answers in the Jets locker room, and it's a frustrated place. And Tyler Conklin, you know, basically said it's like a broken record. You know, we're we're tired of it. We've got to clean it up. I'm trying to find the exact quote here, but what do you guys expect me to say? This is quoting Conklin now. It's a broken record at this point. We've got to figure it out. There's really nothing else to say about it. Yeah, keep going out there and doing this over and over again, letting the defense down, letting the team down. I wish I had the answers to your questions about why we can't score in the red zone, why we had penalties and all those things. But there's really no good answer to give you guys. Besides, we've got to figure out the F and use the actual word, figure the F out. And saying that, even saying that sounds like a broken record. And the quote, that pretty much sums up where the locker room is at and where the Jets are at right now. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and recapping the Jets. Devastating loss at the hands of the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas tonight at Allegiant Stadium. 16-12, the final score. The Jets now 4-5. and five. This was a brutal one for them because now they have to go on the road to play Buffalo next week. After that, they have the Black Friday game against the Miami Dolphins. Two very tough division games, and it doesn't get any easier from there. Remember, they've got a road game against the Browns coming up. They've got a hot Houston team coming in. They've got to go on the road against Miami as well. They really needed to win this game, and now they put themselves in a really rough position. But we'll still have plenty to say about this team over the next couple of days. Andy, I know you've got a lot of coverage coming up over at NJ.com. What are you going to have cooking? 
given everything you just said, you got to start looking at more about the drafts than about playoff thing. And, and obviously with Aaron Rodgers saying he wants to come back, the Jets are, are making basically that a moot point by by squandering away all these opportunities. And that's ultimately the most frustrating and painful thing for this Jets team is that it's not like the chances haven't been there. They just haven't capitalized on them. So uh, we'll have all of that covered at NJ.com and, and trying to look forward and and seeing what it means for, for this team and how they can spin it forward in a positive way because they do still have some spectacular players who are very young and, and, and a favorable contract window. And the Jets need to make sure they, they capitalize on that before it's too late. Make sure you check out everything Andy is doing over at NJ.com. Check out everything we've got going at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Some all small 22 breakdowns on our channel. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And... Be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.